Sick Boy Podcast is a health and comedy show about what it's like to be sick. Wait, is that right? How can illness be funny? You'd be surprised. Okay. Sick Boy is hosted by me, Brian Stever. And me, Taylor McGilvery. And myself, Jeremy Saunders. Come on in and join us to melt your heart, learn something fascinating, and bust a belly laugh. Trust us, you'll be glad you did. You can find Sick Boy on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your pods. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. We're heading into a very different holiday season than we might have expected just a month ago. You might even be feeling like the rug has been pulled out from under you, thanks to the Omicron variant. Cases are surging across the country, and the rush is on to grab a third dose of the vaccine wherever and whenever you can. It's a lot to take in emotionally, mentally, and even for some of us, physically. So this week we're asking, how do I take back control in this never-ending pandemic? Hi, Jackie. Welcome to The Dose. Hello, Brian. It's great to be on. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be speaking to you. And and what do you do do personally to stay resilient at a a very difficult time like this? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I've been doing it. Well, I I get up every morning and I take my dog to the park, which I love. And I stay pretty connected to my... uh, family to people that I love and exercise and I try to do all those things try not to make unhealthy choices I uh, have said several times on the dose that I run I, I've been up until about six weeks ago I was running 10k every other day and uh, because I have a, I've had a significant running injury I've had to switch and so you know now I'm riding a stationary bike uh, and uh, and following my doctors my physiotherapists advice so so but, but uh, you know, that's an indication that, that when you have a setback, sometimes you have to kind of drop back and, 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 uh, and punt. But what I'm doing is, is trying to maintain a sense of control over my own fitness by doing something else. Well, your flexibility is key, so that's excellent. That's great. Oh, and I'm doing lots of stretches, too. Thank you. Yes, those hamstring stretches are, are a godsend. Uh, Jackie, before we begin the conversation, I want you to say hi, my name is, and tell us what you do and where you do it. Hi, my name is Dr. Jackie Kinley. I'm an associate professor in psychiatry at Dalhousie University in Halifax and also founder and CEO of the Atlantic Institute for Resilience here in uh, Halifax on the East Coast and author of Mental Fitness, The Game Changer. Jackie, this pandemic feels like it's never going to end. What are you seeing right now in people when it comes to mental health at this stage of the pandemic? It really has changed. Uh, we've had ups and downs, obviously, throughout the whole thing. But I think recently, uh, really see a lot more mental sluggishness and, and sort of emotional um, fluctuations. Uh, a lot of people are, are exhausted. Uh, they're sort of languishing is, I think, the new term that everybody is using. People are anxious, a little bit more fearful. And they're having trouble being motivated and staying motivated. And I think part of the challenge is the spiritual time of year, too, is people are just feeling kind of empty and kind of uh, losing faith and losing trust. So languishing and sluggishness, those words sound very different from burnout. So what's the difference? So uh, burnout, I think, is when you kind of bonk, when you hit the bottom. Languishing is actually a really uh, interesting sort of state. You know, your body's speaking to you. It's actually signaling to you that uh, it's tired and that it needs you to sort of wake up and sort of take notice. So languishing is when you have those mental, emotional, physical, and sort of spiritual uh, just depletion. Your energy and your resources are uh, low. It takes a lot more mental effort to get things done. And emotionally, it's much more difficult to sort of 
deal with things. You just don't have the reserve. You just don't have the buffer that you might typically have. Are there physical symptoms that go with languishing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people can have all kinds of physical symptoms. I mean, anxiety is experienced primarily in the sort of body, and this is in reaction to uh, stress. I often talk about the issues in the tissues, right? People, you know, pain in the neck, stab me in the back, right? People will have a lot of physical symptoms. You know, some might actually have aches or pains that are worse, fibromyalgia, things can flare up. It can spill over into your smooth muscle system. You get stomach upset, you know, irritable bowel, people get asthma, their skin can break out. There's all kinds of, and then if the inflammation persists, right? And I use that word, you know, sort of in a sort of serious way is if it persists, it can have serious physical, you know, implications uh, uh, in terms of blood pressure, you know, all of those things. Uh, it, it can really take a toll on your physical body. So your mental health matters, right? How much of this is about feeling completely out of control? Well, I think uh, a significant proportion because uh, I would go back to the um, helplessness. Right? You know, I think that people were starting to reorganize themselves and reorganize their lives. You know, they were starting to um, get a routine back. They were starting to, you know, some of the normal things were coming back. Kids were getting to school. They had a certain structure at work. They were getting comfortable, whether it was a hybrid workplace. You know, they were falling back into that structure that's so good for us, right? And not too much structure, not rigid, but just that flexibility. And then I think all of a sudden now, you know, that's 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 been another, you know, another significant disruption has happened. And so people have lost that. So there is the sense of helplessness, which stirs all of those other emotions. I want to ask you, how much does the pandemic fatigue that people are talking about uh, come from changing asks, like changing the types of masks that we use, uh, saying that, uh, no, not two doses of the vaccine, three doses of the vaccine, and feeling as if, as if the, the ground rules are changing as we go? Well, I think what you hit on is change fatigue, right? Is that one of the things that we like is, you know, our, our, our brains are sense-making machines. We like order, you know, we like to be able to figure things out. And so uh, it's taken a lot of mental effort to adjust and we're constantly pivoting. And so there's this fatigue, you know, we're sort of limited by our neurobiology. I always say kind of your biology is the rate limiting step. And instead of your body says no, you know, it's enough. How much does it help us to know that other people are going through the same thing or feeling the same way? Oh, this is a really important point, is that most of my time talking to people, I spend just telling them that they're not crazy, right? That their reaction is natural. You know, your body is wired, you know, to respond to uh, stress. And your body's doing what your body's supposed to do. The, the, the challenge is, is the stress hasn't stopped. So you're not alone. You know, everybody is experiencing these symptoms. I guess that's one of the things, one of the silver linings, I think, in COVID is uh, we're not alone. No, Nobody is immune to stress. We're all human. And uh, these reactions are totally normal, right? Whether you're you know, irritable or whether you're pulling away from people or whether you're, you have kind of what we call COVID brain, COVID fog, you know, hard to make decisions, hard to plan. You know, these are these are these are your body's natural reactions to extraordinary stressors, right? Your body is doing the best it can with the resources it has. 
So you've done a really good job of painting a picture why some of us are languishing. What are some of the things that we can start to do to build resiliency and take back some of that control that we feel we've lost? There are skills that we all need to learn. Even before, you know, COVID, there was a previously sort of unrecognized and unmet, you know, need for skills. You know, when we talk about one in five people in, you know, Canada, some people will be mentally ill. Those numbers really signify a much more serious problem. So we have had, you know, a significant deficit. And I think that the pandemic has exacerbated it, that there are certain mental and psychological skills that we all need. And so, you know, that's what I, you know, focus on when, when I talk about what resilience is. It's actually something that you do when you're under stress. You know, in order to think clearly, right, when we're under stress, in order to stay grounded, right, uh, we have to be able to slow ourselves down, you know, settle into our bodies, be present, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, be mindful, be forward thinking. And that requires quieting down our, what I call, lizard brain. You know, when you're under stress, your brain reacts really quickly. And we have to learn how to calm that down. So that is the first step. And what's the next step? You know, once you sort of settle down, you know, the other thing that happens when you're under uh, stress is stress stirs emotion. And so emotions are natural and they're normal. And so don't shoot the messenger. It's not that we don't want to have them. I often say it's not about feeling better. It's about getting better at feeling. So, you know, you want to listen to your emotions. People are angry. People are scared. People are sad. Some people are excited. So, you know, you want to feel your feelings. You want to talk about them. You want to express what it is that you're feeling. You don't want to hold those in because when you hold emotions in, they tend to sort of, you know, build up. I sort of liken it to a sort of abscess, you know, this buildup of pressure until somebody just sort of, you know, either implodes, you know, and just can't take it anymore or they explode. So it's this building your capacity to tolerate emotion, to sit in it, to talk about it and express it and 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 express it in healthy and adaptive ways. I'm not talking about walking down the street when you're angry and screaming. That's just bad behavior, right? It's not a license, you know, to go out and 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 sort of act badly. I'm talking about harnessing the energy of emotion uh, for good, right? For positive, to advocate, to get the information you need, all of those things. It's motivation, right? Um, I know that I start to get kind of revved up and, and in distress when I focus on things that I can't control. And, and I feel better when I push those aside and focus on things that I can control. Do you know of any techniques that allow people to kind of do that shift? You know, I think that comes back to uh, not reacting, right? So the first thing that you need to do is you have to slow down when you're under stress. You have to settle. You have to ground. And then you have to step back and you have to put things into perspective. And you have to really leverage your wisdom and recognize what in the situation is within my control and what isn't. And so it's really about taking inventory. You cannot control other people, which includes big systems, right? And you can't control the past. So spending your time you know, ruminating on things that have happened. I should have done this. I should have done that. Or banging your head against the wall, trying to change big systems. And I'm not saying you can't influence things, but you can't change them. Shifting your attention to the things that you can control. And what you can control is you. You can control your response, how you show up. 
right? And so during COVID, during during the first you know wave, you know a lot of people were just getting back to very simple things, back to basics. What's under my control? You know, not looking at all of these things going on on the outside. I can't control those, but I can control me. You saw a lot of gardens. You saw a lot of you know building projects getting done. You saw you know people were focused you know. Uh, locally, close to home, under things that they could actually make an impact on. So, Jackie, that was first wave thinking or second wave thinking. What I'm noticing now is a lot more sophisticated control. For instance, uh, there was a poll in the Toronto Star that showed that a lot of people weren't waiting for for the government, for the province to decide what they could or could not do. They were starting to modify their holiday plans by themselves, which I thought was um, – so, so what they were doing was curtailing holiday plans, reducing the number of people they were going to meet with, changing their masks from, from, from procedure masks or cloth masks to N95 masks, buying, if they could, uh, uh, rapid test kits, running out to get their third dose if they could – and and so that's a very sophisticated level of taking back control, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's actually you know uh, sort of a really adaptive one. And it's and, and you know I think one of the reasons why it's happened is that people have recognized what's not under their control. They have recognized that you know that they can't change some of these other things, so they've shifted over to agency, which is really important because you know um, one of the things is that you know there's this learned helplessness, right, which we know is not a good thing for people, and so people are starting to actually take action, and with that comes autonomy, agency, and all of these things are resilient behaviors. These are things that resilient people do in order to be and stay well. That's neat. Um, some of us, uh, you know, and, and, and one of the things I have to nod to is, is that a lot of people are having difficulty uh, either finding a third dose, finding a place where they can get a third dose. There, there are some people who don't have the same Internet access. They're having difficulty purchasing uh, rapid test kits. You know, they went to the uh, they went to the place where they were supposed to be able to get it and found that that they were that they that they'd run out of rapid test kits. Um, say you're, you're starting, you know, you've, you've gone out and, and, and you've thought about trying to take control, have, have a sense of personal agency, and you're getting frustrated at several turns. What do you do then? Well, I would say that's just another uh, setback. You know, that's another opportunity for you to practice your skills, <laughs> right? Problem solving, right? Staying for, well, first of all, you have to stay settled. You have to stay, uh, you know, grounded. You have to clear your mind. You have to stay focused. You have to stay forward thinking. You have to deal with the frustration and the fear that comes along with not being able to access those things. Uh, and then you have to stay, you know, and uh, en- stay engaged. You know, problem solving requires requires uh, you to, you know, keep that lizard brain quiet so that your executive function comes back so that you can think things through. So, you know, I like to think, so this is a really interesting twist though, Brian, you know, it's shifting from helplessness to, you know, okay, I can't control that, but what can I control? Your mental health, believe it or not, to a large degree is under your control. Most people don't realize that, right? It's not just the outside things. I'm talking about the inside. The relationship you have with yourself is really important. And so, you know, I spend a lot of time with people letting them know, you know, that they have the potential within them, right, to slow down, to put on their oxygen mask, right, to, to, to be proactive and, and, and actually take steps to be and stay well, that they can do that, and to reach out and stay 
connected to others. What are some of the warning signs that people should watch for that they should seek professional help at a time like this? Well, I think, you know, what's really important for people to know is there is a difference between emotions, you know, and symptoms, right? And emotions are natural and they're normal, right? And your emotions, you know, you might find you're a little more agitated, you're a little bit more moody, you're feeling sad, you're feeling frustrated. Those are natural responses. Now, however, if we get stuck in an emotion, we're going to end up with symptoms. Emotions are energy. You're meant to move through them. You're not meant to sort of stagnate in them or wallow in them. So stuck sadness leads to depression, right? Stuck anger leads to suspiciousness and paranoia and panic, you know, and stuck fear leads to anxiety, right? So it's really important is that is that emotions are natural. Right. Talk about them, move through them. If you're feeling one, look for the others, right? Because they're all there. They're all just the spice of life and they're natural. You should be feeling all those things. Um, but if you're finding yourself stuck and if you're having symptoms, if you're having anxiety that persists, right? And I mean high anxiety, not 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 just fear. You know, if you're really starting to have symptoms, then you need to reach out for help. There's a difference, right, between you know, struggling when you're not swimming well and drowning, right? When you're, when you're struggling, then you want a swim coach. There's things you can do, right? There's, you can improve your stroke. You can strengthen yourself. When you're sinking, you need a lifeguard, right? So, so I think it is about recognizing that you're human, being aware of, are you languishing? Are you just a little sluggish? Do you need to slow down? Do you need to take care of yourself? Give yourself permission, to take care of yourself, right? It's so important so that you don't end up at the bottom of the pool. The holidays can be a very emotional time, even without the pandemic. So how can people deal with holiday-specific emotional challenges? Well, you know, what I would say is, um, you know, holiday-specific, I think what the holidays do is they amplify you know, what we might perceive as sort of deficits in our lives, right? We often compare ourselves to other people. We want to have the perfect Christmas. We want everything to be nice. We want every, you know, every everybody to be there. So think altering your expectations, right? Starting to alter expectations and 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 to recognize everybody's on edge. Everybody's going to be doing a little bit more, right? It's about, it's about, being content with less, you know, we, we're sort of in this culture that likes to maximize things, right? This is about recognizing that we can slow down, right? You know, you know, we, we don't have to, um, you know, do it all. You know, we can slow down, we can settle down. I'd like to think of this idea of sort of, you know, the whole world in a grain of sand, right? You know, the present moment uh, can be so rich, so be where you are, be present with the people that you love, whether it's virtually or or or, or whether you're so fortunate to, to be in person. Be present, modify your expectations, and be grateful and have faith and hope. You know, I'm I am i am a big one, trust the universe. You know, I, I I do believe that, you know, this this too will pass, right? So have faith. This is a season for, you know, faith. Well, Dr. Jackie Kinley, hearing your words uh, have, have infused me with a desire <laughs> to take back control, and, and I can feel myself doing it as we speak, so you are obviously good at what you do. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> nice talking to you, and, and have a wonderful holiday. Great. You too, Brian. All the best to you and all the best to your team there, and thanks to CBC for everything you guys do. You've been a great stabilizing factor throughout all of this. High praise. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye-bye.
Dr. Jackie Kinley is a psychiatrist at Dalhousie University and founder of the Atlantic Institute for Resilience. Here's your dose of smart advice. Since Omicron, you may be languishing, as Dr. Kinley put it. You might be more sluggish mentally, or you might have more back or neck pain or symptoms of abdominal distress. Chances are the main reason is emotional. We're also suffering from change fatigue brought on by ever-changing rules on masks, vaccines, and other pandemic measures. You're not alone. It helps to know lots of people feel the same as you do. You can't control things like the pandemic and whether or not your child's school will be open. What you can control is how you deal with it. Take the precautions you can and stop worrying about whether or not you'll get COVID. There are other ways to cope. Slow down your thinking. Take walks so you can be present and mindful. Allow yourself to feel whatever you feel, whether it's worry, frustration, or sadness. Just doing that will help you feel better. Emotions like frustration are normal, but if you find yourself getting stuck feeling sad, severely anxious, or angry, consult your healthcare provider or mental health professional. Listen to loved ones who suggest you get professional help. Finally, try to recalibrate your expectations about COVID and about the holidays. Have faith that this challenging period will pass. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions answered, tweet me at NightShiftMD, at CBC Podcasts, or at CBC White Coat using the hashtag TheDoseCBC. As always, if you like this podcast, please rate it highly so more people will be able to find us. This edition of The Dose was produced by Andrea Belmere. Technical support was by Laura Antonelli. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. For medical advice, please see your health care provider. For all of us here at The Dose, have a safe, healthy, and happy holiday. I'm Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.